So I'm going to share with you exactly why I thought I was possibly going to die. Stand by. Hey there, welcome back. Dr. Dave here, Microdose You. I'm feeling great today. How about you? hope you are. Um, there was a time that I was really not feeling well at all. As a matter of fact, I had so many um, physical and mental issues going on with my body that just kind of sprung up and came on all of a sudden that I, I thought there was a chance I wasn't going to make it. And luckily I did. I was able to, to make a big comeback and I'm going to share everything with you in this special episode right now. I'm going to just go through a list of things that I started feeling back probably about four years ago. Um, they didn't all come on at once. It was kind of gradual. And um, the reason I, I want to share this with you is because my entire life, I've been really healthy and in good shape and very athletic. I've, I've, I've done uh, so many things um, as far as athletics goes, anywhere from a, a lot of skiing to um, backpacking in, um, for a week to 10 days in, in, in the Grand Canyon and in, um, running marathons, running uh, shorter distances as well. I've been a runner for um, many, many decades now. And the list goes kind of uh, on and on. But for some reason, about, um, about three to four years ago, I just started having this mental and physical physical funk that came about. And I have an idea, uh, at this point, I have an idea what, what I think happened, actually. I'm, I will share that with you in this episode. But first, let me go through a list of the things that I experienced, both mentally and physically, um, in no particular order. It's it's a decent amount. But what the reason I'm doing this is to share with you what I went through and how I got out of it all. And maybe some of the things on my list you are experiencing or have experienced uh, some or all of them. And it'll just give you an idea, although this is not medical advice, and, and can I guarantee that you're going to get the same results? No, I can't. But I think at least I can give you some hope because if I was able to get through this, and it was really bad, as you're going to see in a, in a moment, but if I was able to get through this, I don't see why you can't, or I don't see why anybody else can't. Uh, so I'll explain. Let me go ahead and, and share with you. So the very first thing that I started feeling about, again, let's let's just say about four years ago, to be to be fair, about four years ago, I started feeling this um, low level of anxiety just creeping up on me. I've never been an anxious person. I've always been. Uh, people say, and I've always felt that I've been pretty calm and relaxed and, and um, not, not a tremendous worrier and not anxious. But for some reason, I, I just started waking up in the morning with some anxiety. And there was really no reason for the anxiety. In other words, my life has been really good thank God. And, and I, I didn't have anything to really worry about or be anxious about, but I just, I, I just felt like this anxiety creeping up on me. And at first I just started trying to ignore it, but it, it, it didn't go away and it kept getting worse and worse until the point was reached that I was just feeling really anxious every day to a point where it was difficult to function. And to add to that, 
I, I, I don't really, I'm not really able to diagnose this because I'm not uh, a mental health, mental health professional, but I'm sure there was some depression that was creeping in with that anxiety as well. You know, they go, they go hand in hand. A lot of times anxiety and depression go together, but there were just times, days that I woke up that I just felt like I, I didn't want to get on with my day. I just, I, I just wasn't motivated to do anything. I was just hanging around on the sofa, um, sleeping and, and, and not, uh, just not in the mood to really just get on with my day. And if that's not depression, I don't know what is because it's kind of almost like a textbook definition of, of depression. So that was added in there along with some insomnia, um, extreme fatigue. I, I, sometimes I just, it got to the point where I was, I was so tired during the day and, and a good, the good part of the day, maybe up until even 3 PM was spent just lying around because I didn't have the energy to get up and, and do anything. And then sometimes in the evening I would somehow have a little bit more energy. So anything I needed to do as far as errands or going out was oftentimes reserved for the evening. Cause I just, I just couldn't do much for most of the day. Now, along with that, I was also diagnosed with obstructive sleep apnea. Now, this definitely fits in because it's it's well known that sleep apnea is or could be very, very serious. And it does cause some of the things that I had been experiencing, such as anxiety and depression and trouble sleeping and things like that. So to be fair, sleep apnea is, is was a very important component of this. Um, but I've also, I also noticed, um, my blood pressure was creeping up as well. And, and that also could be a result of sleep apnea. So I've, I've all, I've mentioned sleep apnea, a, a decent amount in a lot of my episodes. And I still feel that there are a lot of undiagnosed cases of sleep apnea out there. So again, if you're listening to this and, and you, you can at least relate to what I've said so far with the anxiety, the blood pressure creeping up, the, uh, the, the uh, depression, just not fatigue, not being able to do things, not feeling like you're able to do things. Still, I would certainly check in with your doctor about sleep apnea because there, it, it is a um, possibility. And as I said, I, I think it's like 80% of the cases are just are, are not diagnosed. So it, it, it's, it's something that needs to be looked at and, and, um, and, and evaluated. I also noticed my blood oxygen saturation was 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 low. Um, again, a, a lifelong athlete, I would think that my uh, my circulation and my uh, heart and my lungs uh, were pretty much top notch. I, I always thought that, but uh, when I went to the doctor and then I ultimately picked up a little one of those little uh, uh, pulse ox measuring devices for home. Um, frequently, I would see that my blood oxygen saturation was in the very low 90s, 90, 91, 92. And, and that's that's too low. Um, again, during the course of the day and what we're doing, it does fluctuate quite a bit. But but generally, um, somebody that's healthy, your, your um, oxygen saturation should be 95% or higher. And I was frequently seeing um, low low, low results for that, which, which, which is not good. It's, it's not, it's not a good thing, especially if that's, uh, if that, if that becomes chronic, I was also noticing and a lot of these things are related. I was noticing that I was getting numbness and tingling in my fingers and I never had that in my life, but for some reason, um, yeah, I had this, this weird tingling 
in my in my fingertips and then you start to go through the whole google thing and checking out what it could be and it could be something serious with like some something with my brain and oh it just takes you through this rabbit hole that probably added to the anxiety and the depression and it was just it just was was really really bad add to that i was noticing i had a lot of um i guess i call it like rib type pain like um just pain in my chest, but it certainly I, I did not think it was a heart problem really because I could localize it and also when I when I palpated or, or touched it or pressed in kind of hard, it, it it felt like it was definitely something that was de- I was dealing with ribs being very tender or or the musculature around there. There were definitely like hot spots that I could touch that were very, um, very, very tender and, and, and almost like trigger points to touching, which again, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. Um, but along with, and, and, and I, I did some research and, and you know, rib pain or, or pain between the ribs or the cartilage or the musculature um, is called costrochondritis. And that's a fancy word for just um, some really, really uh, painful, um, inflamed areas um, around the rib cage. It's it's not fun. And along with that, I, I really started to think, and I, in, in the past, I always, anybody that ever told me they've got fibromyalgia, a lot of times people say, oh, that's kind of like a catch-all for somebody that's a hypochondriac, and they, they always say they're in pain. But, but let me tell you something. I learned, I learned through this that no, it is not psychosomatic it is real and it sometimes it just comes and goes and again i was never officially diagnosed with um, fibromyalgia but but i i had this weird pain in my muscles that would just appear for no reason um uh, frequent areas were were again uh, probably around around the rib around the chest or a, a lot of times in my arms um, my, my neck muscles sometimes hurt quite a bit and, and, and for no reason, this, this pain just creeped up for absolutely no reason. It was not due to, due to an injury from sports or anything like that. It just, it just came about and it was painful and it was scary. Um, also I, I was experiencing quite a bit of joint pain. The most frequent areas of my joint pain were my elbows. And, and again, uh, it, it, it was sometimes almost debilitating. Like so my elbow joints became so painful. Um, I, I just couldn't, couldn't do anything. It was, it's, it's, it was really, really bad. Um, something I'm also going to throw in there that was not really something that cropped up, um, three, four years ago, but it's been, it'd been with me for several decades, but it's worth mentioning because there's going to be uh, more to this story as well. So I want to throw in that I've had, um, suffered with, uh, psoriasis for, for several decades now. And generally my psoriasis, uh, manifested itself in, in red scaly patches on my elbows, um, on my right knee, sometimes on my knuckles, um, those are the main areas, main areas, and sometimes on my scalp for sure. Uh, again, this was not something that came up just a short time ago, but it's something that had been with me, but it seemed to sometimes get worse and then get better and was just very, very unpredictable. Also, I experienced brain fog and the definition, my definition of brain fog at least is I just, I felt I just couldn't think straight sometimes. Like, even simple things. It was hard to, to, to get into a conversation sometimes, like a good conversation or couldn't think straight or couldn't problem solve. It was, it was really weird, really, really strange. And along with that came 
uh, I noticed that I was driving my car for, especially in the, in the nighttime, but for over 10 or 15 minutes, if I, if I went for a drive, I would start to feel uh, like I was in some type of a trance and it would be very uncomfortable. And I would almost have to stop my car because I just felt like, like mentally, I, I, I don't feel like this is safe for me to drive. And then the anxiety attacks came. Oh my God, I had anxiety attacks for no reason. Sometimes they were from driving in maybe the dark or bad weather. One time I remember I had an anxiety attack. I was just standing, I was, I was walking towards the, uh, the cash register at the Whole Foods, at the grocery store. Now, there aren't a lot of places that are less stressful than to go into a grocery store. You know, it, it's a peaceful place generally. Picking produce off the shelf and, sh- and paying for it is generally not, not a high-stress event. But I, I had this really strange um, ang- anxiety attack where I, 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 was, I, I couldn't stop breathing heavy. I felt super, super anxious. I couldn't take my blood pressure right then and there because I was in the grocery store. But I, I felt like my blood pressure was probably way up. And it was a really, really scary event. It eventually went away, but it was it was it was scary. Uh, I also had a lot of stomach issues, um, upset stomach, bloating. I noticed after eating generally a lot of times after eating lunch, and I have no idea why, but I would eat a lunch and I would just feel sick to my stomach for the rest of the day up until or sometimes even through the dinner hour. Yeah, really weird, really strange. And um, I just also had like just a lower desire for things like sports and getting outside and athletics. And I feel like I'd be more prone to getting injured. It was okay. So my life was a total mess. And, and can you imagine living like this just every day, day in and day out? Yeah, sometimes it was better than others. Um, some days were, were okay. I could get out and do a hike or something. Other days, I just felt like I couldn't do anything. And it was very difficult for me to schedule um, things such as like getting together with friends and going out or going skiing or going camping. It was hard to schedule those things because I didn't really know how I would feel. But sometimes the fatigue would hit so hard, so hard that the only thing I could do would be to lie down wherever I was for uh, an hour to two hours to three hours until I felt like halfway like getting up. It was, yeah, it was really, really tough. So during this time, I would see my doctor or doctors. I would see, I saw my psychiatrist and he put me on different types of meds. Um, kind of to no avail. He started off with some things that just didn't really seem to work that well. Ultimately, um, I was using Lexapro, which, as you probably know, it's an SSRI, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor, which is good for uh, depression and anxiety. And that did seem to help me, I'd say, pretty well. Pretty well. He also put me on uh, diazepam, uh, a very low dose, somewhere in the um, two and a half to five milligram range, as needed if the um, Lexapro didn't seem to be helping. And so I probably had to take the diazepam maybe two to three times a week just to kind of get me through when I thought the Lexapro wasn't working as far as the anxiety or, or depression. Um, my regular doc put me on some blood pressure medication because my blood pressure was going up and they started, that that medication started giving me some really bad side effects that that speaking about 
never wanting to get out of bed or never wanting to be able to do anything or feeling horrible or queasy. Yeah, that it was it was really a mess. So that didn't seem to do the trick. It was I was just in this long, long funk that just did not seem to be getting any better. Now, at the same time, my primary care doc did send me for a sleep test where I was tested for sleep apnea. And it did come back that I had, I think it was somewhere between mild and moderate obstructive sleep apnea, where I was put on a CPAP. Uh, that's a device that you 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 know you wear a mask at night and it, it gives, delivers uh, air um, at a positive pressure. So if your soft tissues or some other reason tend to close off your airway and you stop breathing, this will um, by pressure air pressure coming in will will keep them open all night long. And the idea is, um, you know, you, you get a good night's sleep and you're breathing and your um, oxygen saturation does not go down and, and it keeps you healthy. And that's the idea behind it. That was very difficult at first because the doctors, this sounds really weird, but the doctors just don't seem, once they give you the CPAP, they don't seem to be able to really help you with it and, and tweak it. And there, there is, it's not one size fits all. There are different settings. There are different types of masks. And I had, I had to work with this on my own for probably about a year to a year and a half until I could really tweak the right machine that I needed and the settings. And I, I learned this all on my own, but it did get to the point where it was working. And that really did take care of a lot of my insomnia and fatigue and um, the issues that, that came along with that. However, I was not comfortable um, being on an antidepressant such as a, a, a SSRI like Lexapro for the rest of my life. And, and Lexapro and other antidepressants do not cure the problem. They just fix it only while you're taking them. But as soon as you stop taking them, you're back to the same problem because they don't really do anything as far as rewiring or, or fixing what's going on in your brain. They just, they just kind of mask it. Um, and that's, I just, I, that's not what I wanted. I, I wanted to be fixed. I wanted to get back with my regular life and feel like the old David Maddow felt every day and could get out there and, and do the things and do the sports and do the running and the skiing and the hiking and things that I wanted to do. But right now, um, at that time, I, 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 could, I could not do much of that at all. I finally got to the point where I started researching a lot of stuff on my own and Long story short, as you know, because that's what this this podcast is is built around, um, I started looking into microdosing magic mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms. And the rest is history because I'm going to go through that list again pretty quickly with you and share with you exactly, exactly what the mushrooms have done for me, the way I feel, the, each of these little issues. They're not little, actually, they're, they're each pretty major issues on their own. And when you, when you add them all together and, 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 um, and the sum is probably even worse than, uh, than, than individually, because it, it was, it was really, really bad. Um, but I started microdosing magic mushrooms and almost from the beginning, I started feeling some, um, relief, some, some improvement. And the first thing or things I felt the relief with were, my anxiety and depression almost right away. I mean, it might not have been the first day, but, but, but pretty soon, 
my anxiety level and my depression level started going way down, very close back to normal. So um, over a period of time, and again, I've, I've done episodes on this in particular, but over a period of time, I was able to ditch my, I should say, actually, I should say wean off because I didn't ditch it. I, I didn't just stop cold turkey, but wean off, weaned off of my, um, my Lexapro. And to this date, I have not used Lexapro or diazepam for quite some time now. And my anxiety level and my depression level is, I would say, down to normal. I don't, I don't feel anxious at all anymore, and I do not feel any depression whatsoever. So that's, that in itself is a great thing. Since I've been using the CPAP, my insomnia and my, my sleep patterns and, and uh, have, been, have been excellent. I mean, I mean, couldn't be any better. So that's the CPAP machine. And, and maybe, with the, maybe the psilocybin has also helped in some regard. I don't know. Um, has helped me 100% with my sleep. So I never, and I, I mean like never, have any episodes now of um, feeling fatigued during the day. Even like, for example, yesterday I went up to the mountains and, and skied for a few hours and skied fairly hard. Um, and even after that, I come home and um, I, I, you know, I feel good and tired. But, you know, tired, the good kind of tired is when you know you've really worked out hard. Uh, you know, you're, you feel your muscles that have, have done all the work. But, but you don't feel like you got to get into the bed and sleep for a few hours because you overdid it. No, I don't feel like that at all, ever. My um, blood pressure has... Now, I, I will say this is one of the only meds I, I'm taking at this point. I'm taking a very low-dose uh, diuretic for my blood pressure. My blood pressure is totally normal right now, totally normal. And, and I would say that there's a chance if I got off my diuretic, it would still be normal. I'm not sure, but um, for safekeeping, at least for right now, I'm sticking with the, um, with the diuretic. And, and that's the only blood pressure medication I take. I don't take A lot of people end up having to take you know um, more than one or they keep switching because nothing's working. No, with me, this is working fine. I'm in my zone, and um, and I will continue taking that at least for the, at least for the time being. My um, blood oxygen saturation is back to normal. It's generally now not always because sometimes there are sometimes during the day. And, and remember, I do live at a high altitude, um, where I live in Salt Lake City. It's forty, what we're about forty two, forty three hundred feet in altitude and elevation. And I go up to the mountains a lot too, so I'm up around you know eight nine thousand quite a bit as well. But with, even with all that, my blood uh, oxygen saturation is generally generally ninety five or more. Um, you know, again, it does fluctuate just like anything. Blood pressure fluctuates. This fluctuates too, just depending on what you're doing. But my average is is absolutely 95 or, or more, which I'm very, very happy with. Um, the numbness and tingling in my fingers has completely 100% gone away. Now, again, I don't know what that was from. It might have been from anxiety. It might have been from um, blood pressure meds. I, I, I don't know, but all I can tell you is that it's, it's 100% gone. I do not experience anything. My rib pain, uh, costochondritis, uh, fibromyalgia, um, let's lump these into one whole category, muscle pain, um, and joint pain. We'll, we'll lump that into, into one whole big category. Um, for the most part, 
for the most part gone. Sometimes I do experience some soreness in my ribs still. Um, it comes and goes. It's not nearly as often as it used to be. And if I just rub a little bit of CBD lotion or something like that, generally that takes care of it. And same thing with my uh, the joint pain in my elbows. I, I still do get that comes and goes sometimes, but not nearly. And, and I'd say not with the intensity that it used to. And again, some... Um, Vol, what do you call that? Volatrin lotion for arthritis or the CBD lotion generally will, will take care of that re- really, really nicely. My psoriasis. Remember, I've had this for decades. It was really bad sometimes, really itchy, really scaly, not pretty. Um, guess what? It's 100% gone. I have not had any evidence of psoriasis for... Um, for quite some time now. This is just, to me, it's, it's amazing. It's gone, gone. Um, my brain fog is gone. I can think uh, clearly I'm, I'm doing these podcasts and I'm doing a lot of other things that, um, uh, that, that, that require a lot of thinking and, and brain power. And, 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 um, I'm doing really, really well in, in that, in that area as well. I do not have, um, trance. I don't go into trances while I'm driving anymore. I, I drive very comfortably. I can drive in the dark. I can drive on canyon roads. I can drive through most, um, most mountain passes without freaking out at all anymore. It's just, it's, it's, that's completely changed. I do, I, I do not have, or I, I would say stomach issues as far as upset and bloating. Um, I do not have those anymore. Um, occasionally I will have, and I forgot to mention this on the other side of this, but, um, occasionally not common at all. I will get a little bit of heartburn, uh, but it's nothing that a, uh, a, a couple, uh, Gaviscon tablets would not take care of or some, some, actually some, um, probiotics help very, very well in that regard, but, um, it does not come often. And when it does, I can take care of it very quickly, but I, I have noticed actually it's, it's getting less and less and less now. Um, my desire for for getting out there and doing sports and athletics and and the skiing it's it's really really good now. Um, I went back to the climbing gym. I hadn't done that in about ten years. My wife and I go skiing very often during the winter here. Um, hiking. Uh, uh, um, I, I entered a, I entered a ten k a ten k run that's coming up um, in a couple months and a five k that's coming up a little bit after that. I'm, I'm out running. Try to run several times per week. In addition to all the other stuff, I hired a personal trainer, and we're working on on, on strength exercise. I'm, I'm feeling really, really, really good. So, I want to share with you what I think happened. Why I think I got into this. What what I think happened. It's just a theory. Um, but again, I want to share it because it could be, you could be experiencing a lot of these things, and um, I just want to share with you. But 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 before I do, I just want to say that um, the magic mushrooms and my lifestyle that I'm living now have have pretty much reversed almost every single thing that I shared with you. And the, the few little remaining things I have, they're on such a small scale. Um, very, very livable. And, and, and I think that, you know, things don't happen overnight. And a lot of these, um, mental and physical health issues did not, they didn't just all come on at once. They came on over a period of, of, of time. So I, I, how can I expect everything, everything just to go away at once? It just doesn't, but I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the pattern where the things that were really, really bad, these, these issues are, are all but disappearing. Now, my theory is why did I, what happened? 
why did I start getting all this stuff? One thing was definitely obstructive sleep apnea. That that is something that does cause a lot of the things. But there's some there's a lot more to this. I really feel that in the spring of 2020, I think I must have contracted COVID. Looking back, now I never I think the tests were few and far between back then. There wasn't a lot of testing. Um, there just we didn't have the information that we have right now. But looking back, I remember in. April of 2020, I was I was definitely sick with flu-like symptoms for a couple weeks. I remember uh, being either in bed or just hanging around the house or sitting out on my porch, just feeling really shitty. Um, I, I didn't really have much much of a fever if I did, but and I didn't have some of the classic like I didn't I never lost my sense of taste or smell. But looking back now, I, I really feel it was COVID because the timing was right. Um, it was right around the time that that big first wave was coming through everywhere. Um, and, and some of my symptoms were, were the same, such as, you know, uh, muscle soreness and, and fatigue and, and, uh, um, and uh, the, the, the bloating and the GI issues. If you look back, a lot of those are signs of COVID. Now, not only that, I believe now that I not only had COVID, but I think I experienced long haul COVID, which these things either didn't go away or crazier things started appearing from the original COVID. Again, so things such as the pain in my ribs, the muscle pain, the joint pain, um, all of those things, these are classic signs. The, the low blood oxygen saturation that lasted you know, quite some time. These are classic signs of long haul COVID. So it's that's what I believe happened. Now, of course, the doctors probably didn't realize that, and they're trying to treat the symptoms, which, you know, they weren't doing anything wrong. But it wasn't until I started using magic mushrooms that all of this stuff started just totally reversing and disappearing. And right now, I'm virtually back to the way that I used to be, and I feel great. So again, that's a recap of what has been happening to me and has happened over the past three to four years. Uh, this is when I, when I share this with you, I'm not sharing this as recommending um, any type of treatment modality uh, or diagnosing you even. I can't do that, but I'm sharing with you what happened to me, what I tried, what didn't work, and then what ultimately worked and what ultimately got me back to feeling like a true human being um, every single day now. So that's where I am. Again, I hope it helps. Uh, please let me know. Let me know if you have any questions whatsoever. I'll try my best to help you in any way I can. But again, I hope this little uh, um, um, bit of information about what I went through over years um, can, can help you or friends or loved ones or somebody that you know. Okay, that's going to do it for today. If you have not subscribed to my podcast here, please make sure you subscribe. And please remember, um, I don't ask for a lot. Um, I put my heart and soul into this. And if you could just take a few seconds and give me a rating or a review or a referral, um, I would appreciate that more than anything on the planet.
I, I really mean that. It would mean a lot to me if you could just do that for me right now. So wherever you're listening to this show, this podcast, if it's Apple, if it's uh, Spotify, just go in and give me a quick, if you think I deserve five stars, give me the five stars. If you Only if you think I deserve it. Um, and I'll be back with you really soon. Until then, I just want to let you know you're not alone. Um, you have love coming to you. I'm sending you energy here from Salt Lake City, Utah. Take care. Dr. Dave, this is Microdose U.